0: what am i willing to do to go get it i push things aside just to go get it i know my role and i play my position you talking too much please learn how to listen i never give up i'm not quitting I'm Welcome back to the yi network where we interview every job occupation a through z from the trash man to the ceo and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job, too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Melissa Tong. Now, Melissa is a newscaster turned award winning storyteller with 25 years of experience and over 1,200 stories and counting. She works with brands to shorten their sales cycle by way of storytelling so Melissa has a lot to share with us here today so Melissa shall I proceed yes indeed all right Melissa how are we feeling today
1: I'm feeling great I hope you are as well
0: perfect and Melissa you know I am you know I am and Melissa you are a very very unique very very unique story you know the The quick couple of sentences I have for your introduction did not do you justice at all. So I think we are going to have to ask the question that everybody has been waiting for. Drum roll, please. And that is. Why? Why did you start doing what you're doing today?
1: Well, it all goes back to, um, so I'm going to share a quote and I forgot who said this, but I heard it, you know, from a um, Oprah podcast. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your biggest pain turns out to be your biggest gain. Mm -hmm. So it took me a very, very long time actually to figure out what my superpower is. Mm -hmm. Although I was doing it all along, don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. I just didn't realize that was my superpower. And when I really, you know, if I have to go back and think about, wow, you know, what, what, what makes me who I am today, right? Mm-hmm. Then it really goes back to when I was growing up as a child. So I, I am the eldest in the family. Mm-hmm. I only have one younger sister. And after my sister was born, my, my parents basically diverted all their attention to the baby sister mm-hmm. because she's eight years, eight and a half years younger. So she definitely, you know, when babies growing up, they need a lot of attention. They need all the attention they can get. So my parents, I read all the attention to, to the baby girl and, um, and I was just kind of left alone. And not only that, but growing up in, the, in, in a predominantly Asian household, at the time, Asian parents were not very um, forthcoming with sharing their emotions. So, I mean, I'm sure deep down, they love me a lot maybe even much more than I could ever imagined, mm-hmm. but they weren't showing it, you mm-hmm. know, both of them. So I I grew up not just not feeling the love. So because of that, I had friends, but I didn't know how to connect with people. I did not know how to connect with people on an emotional level. And this went on for years. I mean, I had no idea that I was so let in the emotional <laughs> department. I mean, you know, you, you only know what you know, right? And you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it was going on and I was functioning fine. I, I, you know, I, I mean, I went to college, I went to a grad school, mm-hmm. I got an MFA degree. Mm-hmm. I, I got a job, you know, working as a TV news anchor, reporter and producer. And, um, and I realized that, wow, you know, I, I really had a lot of fun on that job. And it was because I got to talk to so many different people. I mean, I interviewed thousands of people from all walks of life, from everyday normal people all the way to Hollywood celebrities and political figures. And like I said, I covered over twelve hundred stories and counting, not you know, including stories after the my newscasting um, career. So, but going back to going back to you know the why. You know, so doing the news anchoring job and, and interviewing all those people, it still it still really it, it still haven't dawned on me, right, that I was so lacked in the emotional department. And only until 2013, when I stumbled across a personal development, um, um, personal development seminar, then I finally realized, wow, something was missing in my life. So with all of the personal development tools that I learned, I finally realized, wow, you know, my biggest pain can actually be my biggest gain. Mm-hmm. So I started doing stories a little differently mm-hmm. and I started um, working with big companies and my special power is really, um, you know, helping to marry commerce. Helping to marry purpose with commerce, and so I can finally say now that I found my niche, and I am very happy doing what I do. And what everybody else said is true: when you are supposed to be doing what you do, um, it doesn't feel like work. So every day I get to I get to play in this playground, and it's giving me a lot of joy. Um, And I just love helping people figure out, okay, what is their purpose, right? Whether it's a solopreneur, small company, all the way to big companies. I mean, you need to be figuring out, okay, what is your purpose in having the company, right? Who are you serving? Because without those elements, you really cannot build a very impactful story to connect to your audience on an emotional level. Now that's the key part, right? So you look at all these, you know, big companies even, and some of them have better stories than others, you know, but at the the end of the day, what makes one company stand out and and be more successful than the other company is because the story they use and the story they use that have an emotional arc, an emotional connection, Mm -hmm. it can just create that emotional bond with the customers. Those are the companies who will stand, you know, the, the rest of time and be able to get the customers, you know, keep coming over and over and keep buying.
0: And I absolutely loved that answer right there, Melissa. I absolutely loved it. And I was just about to ask you to break it down for me and tell me what the process was like. But I think you did it so, so beautifully for us right there. So here's what I want from you now, Melissa. What do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into what you're doing today?
1: Uh, Definitely quite a few. So I would say, um, you know, as a student, I, I, my major was um, music composition. hmm my minor was uh, English literature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, only because I went into music, not not thinking that um, I really wanted to do music because I studied classical piano. I, I played, you know, classical piano growing up, mm-hmm. and because when time came to choose a major, you know, my parents, I, I didn't really, I wanted to do English literature. But my parents were like, well, you know, unless you want to be a teacher, you know, maybe you should pick something a little bit more technical <laughs> than that. And I thought, okay, well, okay, well, I I and I didn't really want to be a teacher. So, not in a full time sense anyway. So I thought, okay, all right, let's go into music then. So it was a, it was a um, you no know, brainer kind of a step to go into music. Now, once I got into music, of course, you know, being a creative person, um. I went into music composition, mm-hmm. so that really helped cultivate my creative mind, um, and and I I think studying music has a lot of benefits mm-hmm. when it comes to staying in the creative field. Now, having said that, regardless of what you pick as a major, there's always something for you to learn, and and even if you end up doing something that it's not really you know what you majored in it's okay because every step will lead to building who you are as a person so no step is wasted Mm -hmm. so i i want you young people out there don't think oh i wasted two years i wasted four years or maybe i have not done (laughs) anything up to this point right Mm -hmm. but everything you have gone through and done you know it's it's a step forward Mm -hmm. to building up who you are so all you have to do is just be, you know, just, just stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't give up and always keep pushing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, establishing good habits mm-hmm. is also key to mm-hmm. any success. Because if you don't have good habits, then you're basically wasting time, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because no, no success, no success, no success can be had without actions. We all know that, but actions require hard work. Action requires perseverance. Mm-hmm. Action requires not listening to the critics, whether it's from you or from other people
0: mm-hmm. and
1: telling you something that telling you that, Oh, you cannot do that. You cannot do this. you cannot do that. Blah, blah, blah. It's all the notes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, Action requires you not listening to all the negative voices to block yourself, right? So action requires action requires a framework. So as long as you establish yourself a good framework, you don't give up, you keep pushing and you keep working hard and you surround people that can really help you grow as a person. Then eventually you will get there. Eventually, you'll figure out what your superpower is, and you will get there. And some people get there a little sooner than the others. But hey, you got, you know, I mean, we live so much longer now. And I'm i am hearing a lot of older people, like even people in the 70s, 80s, you know, are starting a business. I mean, I, I don't know if you know about this author called Louise Hay. She passed a few years ago. She started Hay House, which, which becomes a publishing company after she turned 70. She started when she was in her 70s and she lived until, you know, way into her 90s. So she got a good, like, 20 years with her publishing company, you see? So you can achieve anything you want.
0: I absolutely love that answer right there. I absolutely love that answer. And I think that answer speaks for itself. Now, Melissa what's an average day like for you today?
1: Average day is um, I wake up, I meditate, um, depending on what book I'm reading. Uh, So now I, I have been reading, you know, this book called A Course in Miracles. I started at the beginning of last year. So I kind of finished reading the book, but I do go back to it from time to time Mm -hmm. so I may just pick up the book and read a chapter here and there Mm -hmm. and then I journal Mm -hmm. so that's how I start my day and then and then my day is a little different every day depending on what client I'm working with you know or sometimes I'm just working on the business you know meeting deadlines things like that but that's how I start my day
0: Mm -hmm. okay perfect 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 now Melissa what do you enjoy the most about what you do?
1: I enjoy the most about what I do. The most that I enjoy, let's see, like a couple of different things, but the most thing that I enjoy is the fact that I can help people get clarity mm-hmm. on what, on why they're doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And let me give you an example. So sometimes we have things happen to us that we don't even remember anymore right so I worked with a CPA once and he said well I have I've been pretty successful I have good clients but at the same time you know I don't mind getting a few more clients but when I go to networking events when I tell people "Uh hi I'm a CPA I love helping people save money from Uncle Sam and I like working with numbers most people will just like slowly walk away (laughs) You know, they, they, they find my, my, my profession boring and, and people don't like talking about, you know, filing taxes and stuff. I say, yeah, absolutely. People, people are afraid (laughs) Mm -hmm. of that. Of course, nobody wants to talk about that. And he said, yeah. So because of that, you know, I don't get a lot of, uh, I, I get a lot of referrals, but I don't get a lot of, you know, calls from people that I don't know. I said, okay, well, it's time to change that. Then I asked him the most, you know, um, the most obvious question, which is, okay, so why did you get into your CPA business? He said, well, I already told you, I just love numbers and I like helping people save money. I said, come on, that's got to be more than that. I mean, come on, there must be a story somewhere. He said, no, that's really no story. So I said, okay, I don't, I don't believe that. So I said, okay, let's, let's, you know, let's keep walking down the memory lane. Mm-hmm. So I say, how did you start your business? Oh, I got a partner and, you know, we we work very well together and there's nothing really special there. Mm-hmm. All right. What about when you were in college? Anything special? You know, any particular event or anything, you know, that's, you know, stood out in your memory? Mm, no, pretty standard, you know college years i got pretty good grades didn't do anything too crazy pretty good student you know um no nothing all right what about high school um no pretty normal childhood (laughs) my parents were pretty loving Mm -hmm. uh no right so i say okay so i i you know i i just don't give up right so I say, no, it's gotta be something. Okay, let's keep walking down the memory lane. What about when you were younger, when you were a kid? Come on. there must be something. So after a long time, he finally said, Well, you know what? Um, yeah, I, I do remember this now, but I totally forgot about it because I, you know, it was kind of buried, you know, mm-hmm. in my memory. And I never told anybody about this. Mm-hmm. So when I was about seven or nine, I actually witnessed um my father was audited. And as a young kid, I remember standing there watching him pacing back and forth the room, you know, trying to put all the paperwork together. And and he, he, had a, he has a sister and he said, my mom and my sister and I were just kind of watching him and, and we didn't know how to help him. Mm-hmm. So watching him kind of frantically going back and forth, trying to put all the paperwork together was a very stressful time for the whole family because mm-hmm. we, we wanted to help, but we didn't know how to help. Mm-hmm. So that, that really, you know, um, that really kind of, you know, um, the incident kind of, you know, um, you know, um, got stuck in my head and they say, well, that's it. That's the reason why you became a CPA because subconsciously you already decided back then. And you wanted to be the hero to your father. But of course, you were way too young to do that. So when you got older, subconsciously, you wanted to be the hero for the people who got, you know, who 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 <laughs> somehow were not, you know, were unlucky and, and they have to be ordered it. Right. So that's it. That's your story. So from now on, instead of saying that, hi, I'm a CPA, you know, I love numbers and I ha- like how people save money from groups, don't say that. Just say, hey, you know, if people ask you, hey, what do you do? Oh, yeah, I um, I work with numbers, but I want to share, you know, a childhood um, story with you and just share this story. Mm-hmm. And then at the end say, you know what? Um, I know not everyone is my ideal client, but for people who want to make sure that they have every single piece of paperwork ready, regardless mm-hmm. of whether they get audited or not, Those are my ideal clients because I make sure every single one of my clients is so good with all the paper trail, all the receipts, all the books and every single thing. So even if they get called in the next day, it's no stress, Mm -hmm. everything ready to go. Mm -hmm. Those would be my ideal clients. If you don't care about being audited, if you're completely not organized, you don't care, Fine, then you're not my ideal client. But my ideal clients are just people who 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 who, whether or not, who not scared of being audited, and they're so ready. Mm -hmm. Those are my clients, Mm -hmm. and he started getting calls from that. Mm -hmm. See, so that's what I'm saying. You sometimes people forget, and you don't know. I mean, I have worked with so many different people. You know, different so many different industries, and there is always a story behind why you do what you do and it's very difficult to do it yourself because you're so close to your own story to your own experience right so it takes somebody else to help you pull it out and once you pull it out then it's it's a beautiful story you can use for the rest of your life but until then you're just always pitching the how you're not pitching the why
0: i absolutely love that answer absolutely Love that answer. Unfortunately, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least?
1: Um, I, w- I wouldn't say, okay, so it's not exactly the least, but the people who don't understand the power of storytelling, mm-hmm. Um, then they, I won't end up working with them, you know? And because if they don't understand the power of storytelling, if they don't see the value of that in the business, right, Mm. then it's no point. Mm. So although that's the lease, but they won't become my client. Mm. So it's not the lease anymore. You see what I'm saying?
0: I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And Melissa, this next question is, my absolute favorite, and that is, do you think that grades matter in school for the success that you have in your career today?
1: Oh, every step of the way. Like I said, I mean, you need, you need structure. You need framework, right? You need mm-hmm. basic knowledge. Mm-hmm. So now whether you want to go in college or not, definitely is a choice. Mm -hmm. right and some people granted a you know great deal from going to college Mm -hmm. and I did Mm -hmm. and some people think oh you know if if I can make a lot of money doing what I do if I can do without college I I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And plus right now, college really, you know, it's, it's costing a lot of money and people have a lot of student, you know, loans and debt and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying it's good or bad to go to college, Mm -hmm. but absolutely, you know, you, you need, you need structure, you need framework, you need basic knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you can't even do good early on, that means you're giving up way too early. Because if, like I said, you know, success takes hard work, takes perseverance. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot even push yourself to go through basic school, right? That shows me that you already given up on yourself. Mm-hmm. So how can you expect success later on if you have already given up yourself so early? You, you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. because all the kids everyone is the same right How come some can do better than the others? It's all because they have a better mindset it's because they don't give up they keep pushing mm-hmm. So I mean of course I'm not I'm not negating different circumstances of course those play into you know um, play into the factor but at the same time all I'm saying is you know I mean even if you fall, you cannot, you have to stand up mm-hmm. and do it again. Mm-hmm. So don't give up on yourself. Keep pushing. If you need help, ask for help. Mm-hmm. There is help out there for you. Mm-hmm. Get help and put yourself back on track. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to the role of success.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Melissa, I'm going to break down this next question just a little bit, just because this word is tossed around a little willy nilly. And that is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion?
1: Uh, my devotion is service. Mm-hmm. I believe we are here for a reason. And we all have something special to offer. Mm-hmm. And Whatever you do, when you really drill down to your why, Mm -hmm. then you can find out why you do what you do, but in a a way that is of service. Mm -hmm. So storytelling is just a means for me to be of service. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, how I view what I do is I am here, to offer service, and my service just so happens to be storytelling.
0: I love it. I love it. I absolutely love that answer right there. And again, Melissa has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. Unfortunately, we are down to that last question, and that is if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now who wants to be in the position that you're in today, Melissa, what would that be?
1: Mm. Pay attention to what you like as a child.
0: Perfect. Perfect. That is such a mic drop right there. That is such a mic drop moment right there. Please pay attention to your past. Your history determines what your future is going to be. So I absolutely love that. Your history determines your destiny. And again, Melissa has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly. All interview long. Now, Melissa, I'm not going to lie. I need one more thing from you before you go. I don't care if it's a website I don't care if it's a social media link. I don't even care if it's a book. Something that I can leave down in the link in the description below so that my audience can reach yours, please promote and shout it out now.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I have a website and that is um, duckpunk.net. Duck like the animal, punk like punk rock. So duckpunk, d u c k p u n knet
0: dunkpunk.net. And again, that is down in the link in the description below. Please hit that link. Again, Melissa has been an excellent, excellent, excellent guest all interview long. And folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Melissa helped you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you like today's episode, make sure to follow the YI Network on Instagram for daily quotes from your favorite episodes and more. And if today's podcast helped you in any type of way, make sure not to thank me, but thank God. God put me on the right track at the right time to provide you guys with this content through me and me. And I pray that this episode helps you align with your purpose so that you, too, may help others. So stay blessed and stay safe. Until next time, guys. What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm consistent